0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveller Podcast, Western Canada's premier travel podcast, where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveller, and I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So last week, we took a road trip and spent a few days in the Columbia Valley region of the Kootenai Rockies and enjoyed the beautiful scenery and activities there spent three nights at the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort and got the chance to learn more about their newly renovated hot springs. So we'll share that with you a little later in the podcast. Plus, we also got the chance to stop in Radium and visit with Parks Canada and get an update on the hot springs there and learn about what's new in the Kootenay National Park region and what's going on with Parks Canada in general. But I want to start out with a conversation we had with the Columbia Valley Chamber of Commerce about the importance of tourism in the Columbia Valley. So I was lucky enough to meet up with Pete Burke. He's the Executive Director of the Columbia Valley Chamber of Commerce. He met me in the lobby of the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort and here's that conversation for you now. Thanks for sitting down with me, Pete. Thanks, Randy. Pleasure. So let's uh, start with basics here, what, uh, let's talk about the geographical area of the Columbia Valley for those who may have never set foot in your area.
1: Sure, so from the Chamber's perspective and, and Columbia Valley in general, pretty much Canal Flats in the south to Spiller machine in the north and up to Panorama and everything in between.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it is a beautiful area. We uh, walked up to one of the higher uh, spots and it's a, a gorgeous area, but when it comes to the Chamber of Commerce, uh, what is your mandate, what is your uh, um, uh, goal when it comes to uh, promoting the uh, Columbia Valley when it comes to tourists?
1: Sure. I guess our main role is we operate in partnership with our friends and Radium the Valley Visitor Services, so that's uh, the Visitor Information Centers in Radium Hot Springs and the one at the Crossroads as you get into Invermere. Those are year-round, so we uh, we service visitors to those areas all year. Uh, and then in the summertime we have two kiosks, one in downtown Invermere and one in Fairmont as well, so a wealth of information for visitors to stop in off the highway and. Um, find out about the area, find out maps and mm-hmm. activities and all those kinds of things is the main main push from outside. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there is a lot to do here from golfing to, well, I guess skiing in the wintertime. I mean, it's a year-round uh, area. Uh, that would encompass a lot of businesses, I would think. And so you would want to be involved uh, with the Chamber, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
1: we, we welcome all businesses. Um, we obviously have a large tourism network in, in terms of our membership, um, so we have a specific tourism committee that's formed under the Chamber umbrella as well, uh, and that's really just to keep the pulse on tourism in the area, mm-hmm. um, find out where we can place our advocacy for that uh, sector, um, and yeah, keep our finger on the pulse for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, talk about some of the businesses. I mentioned a few golf courses, the resorts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're at the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort, so there's, I look at it like a, sort of a, an analogy of a shop. You have a couple, three or four big players, some medium-sized players, some smaller players, but uh, everyone's best interest is uh, at heart here, right?
1: You bet. Yeah, there's a lot of... um A lot of diversity, I think, in size of business out here, which is great. Uh, Obviously, the big players, Panorama Resort, skiing in winter, um, mountain biking, downhill mountain biking in the summertime, Grey Wolf Golf Course up there, one of the top uh, 10 public courses in in the country, according to Score Golf. Mm. Of course, you mentioned Fairmont Hot Springs um, Golf, again, in the summertime, winter, skiing, uh, hot pools. They've just done a great renovation on the hot pool area. Um, In the middle of the valley, we've got Copper Point Resort and Copper Point Golf. Uh, down in the in the north end in reading we've got trukey or Becorn meadows which is part of trukey resorts they have mm-hmm. a lot, number of properties um, throughout BC. Radium Golf Group is down there as well. So, yeah, there's a big uh, a big diverse range of, of businesses out here. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think a lot of people don't even realize uh, when it comes to businesses and how important it is. I mean, you're spending money as a tourist, but you're spending everything from a cup of coffee to, uh, I don't know, maybe visiting a tour or doing a tour or golfing or doing all those things, right? You bet. Yeah. And there's some great tour operators. Um, Toby Creek
1: Adventures up in Panorama uh, have ATV tours in the summertime and snowmobile tours in the wintertime. obviously kicking horse coffee is uh <laughs> is a success story in, in a big way for the valley mm-hmm. um, marketing their product all over the north america now um, and have great coffee obviously um, other operators like columbia river paddle you can get guided tours from you know floats on the lake and uh, stand-up paddle boards canoe rentals all those kinds of things so there's a lot to offer
0: mm-hmm. we are coming up on canada day um so that obviously is one sort of holiday that you can use to promote a lot of events, but past that into the summer, do you have some events coming up that people might be interested in?
1: Sure. The next um, big one after Canada Day is probably Valley Appreciation Day, mm-hmm. which is in uh, in Invermere on July 20th, Saturday. Uh, and then there's a number of festivals, there's one in Canal Flats, one in a uh, music festival in uh, in Invermere as well on the lake down at Kinsman Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a number of things, and every weekend there's... there's there's a number of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a regional calendar on our website. Uh, you mentioned the website already, yeah. so that's always a great resource for people to go on there and, and see what's upcoming. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to make some improvements to that in the next couple of months as well. That'll mm-hmm. be a bit more user friendly and interactive. So
0: nice. Well, you're from this area. What do you like to do? And if I was, you know, if I'm visiting you and you where would you take me? Oh, look, it's yeah. We're very
1: lucky to live out here. It's. A, a, we really do have it all you know um i've got snowboards i I snowboard so i Mm -hmm. snowboard in the winter time and obviously love to golf don't do it very well but love to (laughs) golf and get out there um we have a, a a dog and there's a great park um, that was recently done by the District of Mayor Ray Brydon Dog Park mm-hmm. uh, down by the Toby uh, Toby Creek area. Mm-hmm. So lots of lots of hikes, lots of off um, off the beaten path kind of areas. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Nice well there is lots of t- things to do obviously we can't cover it all in a, in a few minutes but is there anything I missed that you might want to add?
1: Uh, no please come on out visit us uh, we're I think we're a very welcoming region and there's lots of resources available to um, yeah, to point in the right direction, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Any time of year too. It's open all year round Or the area is uh, Lots to do all year round. And Peter Burke is the executive director of the Columbia Valley Chamber of Commerce. Again, that website, cvchamber.ca. I uh, thank you for your time, Pete. Mm, fantastic, thanks for having me, Randy. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah.
0: Well, Last week we took a trip and spent a few days in the Columbia Valley region of the Kootenai Rockies where we spent three nights at the beautiful Fairmont Hot Springs Resort enjoying the wonderful scenery and activities there and of course soaking in their newly renovated hot springs. Also got to learn more about the resort itself while sitting down for a chat with Bridget D.M. Guy. She's the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort and here's that conversation. It's a beautiful day out here. Bridget, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with us.
2: Absolutely, and welcome at our resort. So it's beautiful, obviously, uh, anytime, because we got the uh, largest uh, natural hot springs here, uh, the largest in Canada. So at any time it's beautiful, but sun is out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's welcome to come up and experience our newly renovated pools.
0: Yeah, well, we'll chat about that in a little bit, but uh, talk about the resort itself. It's been here for a while, It's uh, there's a lot of history behind it. Um, uh, How many rooms, let's just run down the basics, how many rooms, and and there's a lot of different types of accommodations, everything from your standard uh, hotel room to RV lots.
2: Yeah, that's certainly true. We have 151 lodge rooms and there's two buildings the main lodge and a separate building and then we have summer cottages great for families and mm-hmm. reunions and we have brand new mountain view cabins and they're fully equipped for longer stays uh, great for families it's got a bunk beds in there it's got uh, you know fully equipped kitchen, so you can stay for a while and we got our wonderful RV park Ooh. it is the highest rated park in Western Canada and we also have a campground so lots of different ways to stay with with us mm-hmm. uh, and especially for families, but also for couples. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's get I don't want to use up too much time without talking about the renovations and the hot springs. Uh, tell me about uh, how that began.
2: Um, so, in um, the past years, uh, we really just uh, always painted <laughs> <laughs> the pool. But uh, we realized, you know, we wanted to do uh, a little bit more than that, a bigger refreshment. And thanks to uh, BDC for assisting us and uh, with the financial part of it, mm-hmm. we were able to uh, put in over $1.5 million in, in uh, uh, the renovation of the pool. It's brand new almost. Um we have had a great uh, contractor here that has been doing pools all over the world with the special um, fixtures that we have now mm-hmm. and and the special um, you know look that we have. Uh, we have put in a zip line, mm-hmm. which is fun, but also our new uh, dive. Um, Platforms are Mm -hmm. there. So Mm -hmm. three meters one meters the kids will have fun. We do dive competitions uh, In high season uh, once a year, so that's fun (laughs) for the kids But then there's the soaking pool for uh, the adults to soak in and to relax.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's uh, uniquely designed I think you've got uh, the guest pool area that's just where we are overlooking and then further down for the public so even if you're not a guest here you can come and enjoy the the hot springs here um but there's yeah there's like a swimming area there's kind of like a you know relaxing area and then you have like you say the deeper water with the dive uh, uh diving boards
2: absolutely so we have a lot of uh, annual pass holders from mm-hmm. the regions which we always appreciate uh but yes you can have your um you know, day pass. You mm-hmm. can come in and out as you wish, and we have wonderful cabanas now. This is uh, Copa Cabana land up here now. Uh, life is better in a cabana, okay. so you can rent a cabana for a day, uh, and you get. The service mm-hmm. and you get your coolers you have your own little private uh, area it's nice. like Vegas up here <laughs> almost
0: <laughs> well let's talk a little bit more about the whole uh, infrastructure behind the, the hot springs I'm interested to know how uh, you keep the temperature regulated and the technology behind that if there is any I, you're telling me it's all natural
2: so it is natural, we're very proud of that, we're very uh, focused on sustainability, and Mother Nature was very kind to us, <laughs> um, and the water, we actually have to cool it down a bit, it comes up very hot, we cool it with the natural creek water, we put very, very little chlorine in just for health reasons, uh, we do drain the pools every day, and it naturally, again, thanks to Mother Nature, comes back uh, very hot, <laughs> but again, very proud of of the sustainability that we have here, uh, thanks to Mother Nature Mm -hmm. as well.
0: How long does it take to to drain it and to fill it?
2: Well, that's an interesting (laughs) question, I've never watched it.
0: (laughs) Well, obviously it's ready for the next day, it's always there, right?
2: Yeah, I assume uh, since we've (laughs) drained it a couple of times throughout the renovations, uh, we tried to keep some of the parts open. All the time, mm-hmm. um, especially for our annual uh, pass holders and our uh, visitors. Mm-hmm. But it would—I would, would say—you know—it takes maybe four hours, especially for the big lap pool that we have, mm-hmm. um, and then the soaking pool as well as the the dive tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and also surrounding the the two pools is beautiful garden area. Like, oh my gosh, there seems to be a lot of work that went into that too.
2: Again, very sustainable. <laughs> we have our own greenhouses. Very few people know that uh, it's located at one of our three golf courses that we have. Um, So our landscaping team is doing a fantastic job. They grow all of the flowers that you see here Um, are grown by our landscaping team and our greenhouses
0: nice well when you say greenhouses I'm thinking you grow all your own vegetables for your restaurants here is that true too not quite Uh,
2: it's not quite that big (laughs) but definitely something that we're looking at Um, we have established uh, a new green team uh, and uh, that's uh, mostly our staff that brought it up which is awesome Mm. so we want to start eliminating obviously plastic straws all of that Mm. but also then extending into that, uh, you know, greenhouse to table (laughs) uh, concept (laughs) that we have here. But uh, there's certainly a lot of flowers right now, so we would have to extend probably Mm -hmm. our greenhouses a bit.
0: It is very uh, pretty around here. Now let's talk about those restaurants. If you're uh, staying here, you get a lot of of options uh, for uh, food too.
2: Yeah, and little, little known. We have seven food and beverage outlets uh, if they're all open. So it is seasonal. We have obviously our own ski hill as well, mm-hmm. and there's a, a chalet up there and a restaurant. We have uh, two restaurants at our golf courses, and then we have two uh, up here in our main lodge. So there's a pub. Uh, Mostly, you know, they watch sports, mm-hmm. have a burger, a great burger, um, and just hang out and have fun. And then we have antlers at the lodge. And we just launched our new family-style dinner. It's called, you know, grazing at antlers. <laughs> and it's a great concept, a family of four can dine for $44. It's family-style. You get your salad, all served family-style, and your choice of pasta. And then, obviously, a little dessert for the kids. Uh, and adults so that's uh, newly launched so we were welcoming all families um, you know small kids Mm -hmm. big kids yeah. anyone can come we have a little bit of a new arcade going as well for those days it should be raining or if you need to get the kids out of the pool a little <laughs> bit uh, there's a new arcade right beside our poolside uh, retail shop and they can you know play Oops. some games old style new style yeah. something for everyone in there yeah
0: and uh well, speaking of games people uh, still love to golf there's lots of golf options around here too right
2: there is a lot so we have uh, a mini golf course Obviously Mm -hmm. for the kids. Then we have one that is very family friendly, our Creekside, that has the big holes. So if you uh, think of getting your kids introduced to golf, for golfers like myself that need help, or golfers (laughs) as myself too (laughs) that need a lot of help and a lot of big holes. And then we have the more challenging ones. Um, So there's Riverside and Mountainside. So Mm. all in all, you could play 45 holes of golf here in, you know, Two days, mm-hmm. if you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's lots more activities. Uh, we have mountain biking, uh, you know, uh, base camp for the kids. So you can sign up your kid for the day, mm-hmm. uh, it'll relax in the pool and pick up a very happy kid at the end <laughs> of the day. Um, we've got, uh, you know, kayaking, floating. And then obviously we also have a zip line mm-hmm. on our resort. I've just done it myself a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, really family friendly. Yeah. I was very surprised. After on other ones around the world which I wouldn't take my kid on <laughs> but uh, if you have a child um, you know 50 pounds I think it still is the um, limit yeah. so it has to have 50 pounds to 200 and something pounds but lots of families go they have a lot of fun up yeah. there
0: Yeah. Uh, we only have about 30 seconds We're running out of time here we have what have we what have we missed
2: uh, we only missed, you know, come on up, mm-hmm. it's not that far, uh, only another hour and a half, you know, a little bit away from Benf. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got certainly great value for what we are offering here mm-hmm. for families as well as couples. Mm. Uh, midweek is always a good time for couples, it's a bit quieter yeah. uh, and in family there's a lot to do July 1. So lots happening here, fireworks, cake, everything.
0: <laughs> uh Bridget, DM guy is the director of sales and marketing for the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort again the website fairmonthotsprings.com. We could go on and on Bridget, but time is our enemy here. Well, you'll just have to invite us back. That's all.
2: Well, you just have to come and see it and experience it.
0: Well, last week we took the podcast on the road and spent a few days in the columbia valley region of the Kootenay rockies and while we were there we got the chance to stop in radium and visit with parks canada and get an update on the hot springs there learn about what's new in Kootenay national park and what's going on with parks canada in general that's where we met with karen smith she's the marketing coordinator for Kootenay national park here's how that sounded Obviously, this is the main attraction for Kootenai National Park and that's the Hot Springs. Is, am I right on that? Because there's lots of other things people can do in the park, right?
3: You're right. The Hot Springs are the main attraction. Um, we probably see over half of Kootenai's visitation at Radium Hot Springs in a single year. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly there's hiking and camping, um, wildlife viewing opportunities in the park, but the Hot Springs are one not to be missed.
0: So, is the I, I guess it's one of these constant things about you're obviously renovating and keeping upgrades going. Is that is that the gist of what's always happening here at the Hot Springs? <laughs>
3: um, recently, yes, we're in year three of a multi-stage um, renovation project. Mm-hmm. Um, so about four. Four or five years ago, uh, an unprecedented $3 billion was given to Parks Canada for fedor- for infrastructure. So mm-hmm. tourism in- infrastructure, campgrounds, day-use areas, etc. Um, and part of that money right now about 8.1 million dollars has come to radium hot springs um and over the past three years we've been focusing on updating the facility's infrastructure itself making Mm -hmm. sure this is a heritage building you can probably see all the rock stonework around Mm it um so making sure everything is stable patching leaks um the deck we're actually sitting on is brand new uh definitely what didn't look like this last time you and i (laughs) spoke about four years ago um so all new rooftop deck and um, new mechanical systems. We are now using some of the excess geothermal energy from the hot springs to heat the building. Um, So much more efficient than the systems we were using that were left over from the early 1950s when Mm -hmm. this building was opened. And, I mean, we're still working away, you might be able to hear the hammers in the background, Um, but when all is said and done, this will be the single largest investment that goes into Radium Hot Springs since it was opened in 1951.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's, like you said, it's been opened in 1951, it's been around a long time, it is a historic site. What do people need to know when they come here? Uh, Just general uh, operating hours, that kind of thing?
3: So right now we're open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that's all summer long. It's just the hot pool for the next couple of days that have those hours. The cool pool's open from 12 to 8. But mm-hmm. by Canada Day weekend, both pools will be open. Well, for more hours in the day than they're closed, <laughs> so nine a.m. to eleven p.m.
0: And yeah, you know, like you said, it is open all year round. Uh, let's just back up a bit and just tell uh, tell people, in case they don't know, where exactly Kootenay National Park is in relation to you know the rest of Canada.
3: So we're sitting in the southeast. Co- no, yeah, southeast. There we go. I had my compass backwards for a moment. Southeast corner of British Columbia. Um, we're about an hour and a half half southwest of Banff, mm-hmm. um, like Banff Townsite, and. Kootenai National Park actually borders Yoho and Banff National Parks, and so there's four mountain parks, Jasper is one, Banff the second, Yoho the third, and Kootenai the fourth, that all kind of butt up together mm-hmm. and form a continuous zone of protected area. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now, uh, one of the things that uh, stands out for me in, in the difference between Kootenay and, say, Bamp and Jasper is you don't have a huge town site. You have Radium, the town site, but it's very small compared to uh, Bamp and Jasper, right?
3: Well, in Radium town site, as it is, is actually outside of the national Mm -hmm. park, so it's a little different in terms of municipal rules than Jasper or Banff town sites um, because it's not within the park boundaries. but the history of Kootenay is really tied to the road that runs right through it. So when the park was established in 1920, so next year will be our 100 year anniversary, okay. um, we're busy planning for that, <laughs> but when the park was established in 1920, uh, the agreement was that the government of BC would cede uh, five miles of land, so about eight kilometres on either side of what would become the highway mm-hmm. to the federal government in return for building a road. Okay. So the history of this national park is really specifically tied to the road um and driving tours have always been a very popular way of people for people to visit Kootenay mm-hmm. um you know go back to 1923 when the road opened and it was a whole day to get to Banff if not longer mm-hmm. you know so you'd camp along the way as you did your road trip uh-huh. um, now it takes about now you know an hour and a half and it's a much more comfortable drive yes. you know um, suspension and brakes better braking systems in our car combined with a paved road versus gravel um, Technology's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the history here really is tied to the road itself versus mm-hmm. a town site where people got off a train yeah. and then went to a hotel. Um, and it has to do with why the park was established and the era when it was established in. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, that's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, it is a beautiful drive, by the way. Uh, let's talk about some of the events. Canada Day is uh, coming up. So you, obviously you probably have something planned and, and, and events going on the, as well, right?
3: Uh, so there'll be free entry to the National Parks on Canada Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so National Parks, Natural Historic Sites, fees for things like camping, the hot springs, guided hikes. Um, those are still in place, but mm-hmm. the entry to the park itself is free on July 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Canada Day is a busy or a popular time <laughs> yeah. to visit so it does get busier um, in different sections of the park um, we suggest that people do plan ahead uh, a lot of people have already booked their campground reservations and that's the best way to mm-hmm. go about visiting um, so if, if people don't have a reservation yet they may be out of luck yeah um, it's just that's, that's when the way it we're is. popular <laughs> um, that's when people mm-hmm. like to visit uh, Parks Canada' has been busy um, working with partners to establish new new transit options so you can now actually take transit round trip from Calgary to places in Banff National Park mm-hmm. uh, so Banff Townsite, Lake Louise, uh, Johnson Canyon, um, Lake Minnewanka, etc mm-hmm. so there there's now options to leave your car behind or park it at a park and ride and then get to your location Mm. uh, just to help with the flow of traffic and parking and some of the congestion that we've been experiencing Mm. in past years. Uh,
0: Some other rules and regulations, I know cannabis was uh, recently uh, in the last year or so became law, so what do people need to know about that?
3: Um, So over the long weekends, specifically the next one coming up is the Canada Day long weekend, um, we've historically had an alcohol ban in the campground. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to make it a family friendly atmosphere. Uh, This year it'll be an alcohol and cannabis ban In the campgrounds for the long weekend Mm -hmm. um you know rules about cannabis use in the park are all on our website um so anyone who's curious can go and look that up at Mm parkscanada.gc.ca
0: and i guess general guidelines too when it comes to campfires obviously forest fires are a big concern i saw the sign coming in here the uh, fire hazard is low you probably like to see that all year round i imagine
3: (laughs) um definitely would be nice to see low all year round but as soon as the hot weather hits, that will change. We had rain all this week, mm-hmm. um, and the conditions can vary in different locations. You know, we might get rain really heavily in one part of the park, and another part could be absolutely tinder dry. Yeah. Um, so, campfires should always be in designated fire pits. Um, keep them small. We don't need any, you know, four meter tall bonfires yeah. going on. Um, you know, keep them small. Make sure you've got the equipment, water etc to douse them Mm -hmm. nearby Mm -hmm. and that you do fully douse it douse a fire before you leave and that I mean that that's required in a national park but it's also good practice and required in other parts of the province whether you know you're camping in the national parks or a provincial park or or somewhere else Um, you know fires are a big part of camping I'm sure everybody likes making s'mores and roasting marshmallows (laughs) but um, just need to be responsible with them and mm-hmm. then be aware of what the fire danger is and if there's a fire ban in effect.
0: Uh, Karen Smith is the marketing coordinator for the uh, for Parks Canada and for the Canadian Rockies in general, the Hot Springs, Kootenay National Park. Uh, you do it all, Karen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And that is this week's Informed Traveller podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at Informed Traveler.